Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela today. Have you ever been touched by an angel? Today we are talking about miraculous angel experiences. So we're going to have Scott go into the human history of angels in a historical perspective. Then I'm going to talk about my own perspective, how I have dealt with angels in readings and in my own practice. And then we're going to hear from you. The Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook group gave us amazing stories, just absolutely chills, miracles, really. And we're going to read some of those for everybody. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So the human history of angels. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) thank you for this task. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for I putting this upon you. me. This is why this episode might come out late. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, here, here's the thing with this. Mm-hmm. I, I and I did. I you know I I decided I was going to research this. And all right, problem number one: you can't go to a regular textbook. You can't go to like a historical source that is, let's say, credible. Um, you know, I mean, there are some that maybe have a little credibility, but a totally perfectly credible, reliable source because it doesn't really exist, right? You know. It, yes, I have to take a step back real quick. And just for anybody who's new, Scott has his bachelor and master's in straight up history, okay? Yes, just straight up history. history. I do, yes. And he <laughs> taught it for 20 years um, on a high school level. And now he gets tasked with these things that I give him, which is, hey, Scott, you, because this was my question for you. Okay. I was like, and this is what I, I presented to you when I, when we wanted to do this episode. I'm like, can you, you know, angels, you know, I was raised Catholic. It's kind of a, I think like Christians kind of take the, I don't know, the branding of it or something. Yes, I agree. Growing yes, up, yes. like angels, honestly, just, and just, this would be kind of a, even a blasphemous thing for me to discuss back in my Catholic 10-year-old girl mindset. Like, oh, no, it's it's just a Catholic. We don't talk about it outside of this perspective. But I really, now doing the work that I do, like this energy is real. It's intelligent. It communicates me. I'm going to go into that in more depth later. But it, I, you know, I don't think it can be encapsulated just by one religion. Where has it showed up in other cultures and other religions and, and you know, throughout human history? That was my task to you. And you were like, wait, what? Yeah. And, <laughs> and what I found actually is that you can, you can find it everywhere. You know, it's not just a Christian Catholic thing. You know, there's angels. And again, if it's not, not the same term that you can still find it in Judaism, yeah. Islam. That's what I meant. Yeah. Buddhism, Hinduism. Wow. Uh, going all the way back to the, you know, ancient Sumerians, which I'll really? like talk about. Yeah, the Egyptians. I mean, again, it's you could interpret it. Some, you know, maybe some Christians might interpret it. No, 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 that's not what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But some people, you could interpret it that way. Okay, so it's open um, to interpretation yeah. depending I mean, on what you right. think. I mean, the first thing is the term angel. Like you know, we all heard the term Los Angeles. What does that mean? City of angels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the term angels, the the word angel derives from the Greek. So that's right off the bat. And then it comes from the Hebrew word for messenger. Oh, so wow. the Hebrew messenger. Right? Oh, that, make, that gave me chills. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. And then if you go to like Webster's Dictionary in 1828, uh, he defined first as the term angel as a messenger. But then they kind of added a spin to it from there. So Interesting. that's a little bit more new where it's like a spirit, which could be kind of either good or bad, whatever. And that becomes like that ambassador to God, let's say. Right. You know, like, so, that's what we were taught growing right. up. So an angel mm-hmm. is, in essence, this in-between. And that's where you find it in all these different places. You would say an in-between it, like an energy? In, an in-between energy. Yeah. So like, if you just want to call it that mm-hmm. instead of an angel, you could find that in a lot of places. This in-between between humans and, in, let's say, in, our, in Christian case, a god, but in other religions, the gods. So the in-between between the humans and the gods or God, depending if you're monotheistic or polytheistic okay. in your beliefs. So That's fascinating. Yeah. It, so it is interesting. So let's go all the way back to Mesopotamia. Ooh. Ooh we're going, you know you know where that is? No. The Crescent Fertile <laughs> Valley. Where'd yeah. that come from? Yes. The, yes. The, the <gasps> land between the rivers. That's like a I, little portal of my seventh grade social studies brain opened up. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> the land between the rivers, right. The Tigris and the Euphrates. Um, home of the Sumerians, Babylonians, Assyrians, all the, all these different groups. And 
and considered to be like the first place of civilization, like actual civilization. So if you were like in modern day, it would be like Syria, Iraq, places like that. So they believed in the gods, you know, and again, you're talking, oh, roughly 6,000, you know, six to 8,000 years ago okay. from, from today. So they believed in gods, many gods, you know, they had concepts of, I guess, like our concept of heaven and hell, different like layers. They saw things like in layers. A lot of, a lot of times, uh, different religions saw on layers. Like, okay. Like there's layers above the earth and there's layers below the earth. Maybe their way of discussing planes, maybe. Yeah, okay. Like planes. Yeah. Different levels. Like, cause I mean, I guess think about it. They couldn't explain like the stars above. So how do you explain that? Right. So that's like the level of the gods. It always makes me wonder what we can't explain now. Yeah. That's yeah. True. <laughs> so if you, if you look into their, you know, some of the tablets that they found, there were, there were a couple of interesting things. So in the, in the city of Ur, in the Euphrates Valley, again, around 4,000 BCE, so you're talking like 6,000 years ago, they found a stone slab that showed wing figures. Wow. Yeah, okay. Descending from the heavens. Okay. And giving like the power of life to the kings. So you saw, uh, they saw in these tablets like a cup being filled with water, you know, the life force at that time. You know, wow. so, you know uh, by... You, I guess you can call it an angel. I, I don't know, you know, because it's a winged creature, winged god, whatever. Um, so right there off the bat, you know, we, we see, you know, when we think of angels, we think of the wings. So I, I don't know. Um, the goddess Ishtar is often seen, again, back in, you know, you're talking thousands of years ago, as a winged creature. So, or having wings. And again, that's kind of what we think of angels today. I don't, I, so I don't know if you could... Put, I mean, is that a stretch? I don't know. You de- you decide. What do you think? Is that a stretch? Well, I feel like... I, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's good. Like, just give it to us the way that you logically... It could be. You know? Like, how you feel it could be. Maybe this is why... Do historians, do you think rap... Who, is anybody studying this, do you think? Like, I feel like this would be a great thesis. Yeah. If you were doing something. Yeah. We're, <laughs> like yeah. an anthropologist <laughs> or something. I think this would be, like, a really cool phd thesis or something yeah the problem with with this is you're not going to be able to find you can't go to like i said earlier you can't go to a textbook you can't go to like a little bit a, a real true historically accurate source so i had to like kind of go out and try to find these things so i had to find go through pictures of ishtar and find it with the wings you know so, so you're kind of feel like I'm, you're taking liberties here is that what you're saying or well, you're I'm making just, jumps or no i'm just trying to find or being honest about how you did it or yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find some sort of little thing that would connect it. Okay. So what I'm actually going to be trying to do here is something what a term historians use is called cultural diffusion. Okay. Which is where, okay, you found these, let's say you found in the city of Ur this image of a winged god, goddess, giving life to the king. And then that going through time yeah let's say being passed down from the sumerians and the babylonians to the ancient greeks to their, the romans okay to the to the renaissance in europe so where that could have been created so that's you know i, I just kind of gave out you know by what i was going to be trying to do here no that's good yeah so you're saying that y- all right so what's cultural diffusion again cultural <laughs> diffusion is the idea that civilizations will take ideas or you know different cultural aspects of another civilization and then trying to make it their own. And that's how you say cultures evolve. Evolve, yeah. They come into contact with one another. They might con- come in contact through trade or through war or through migration. Mm-hmm. And then they just kind of take each other's ideas and they expand upon them. They take what they want. They throw away what they don't want. Okay. So, you know, if I'm making a case here that 6,000 years ago the Sumerians had goddesses with wings and that is now going to go down to like the Egyptians and the Greeks – that's Romans. interesting. Yeah. Okay. So is it that or is it more of a spiritual thing? That's okay. what people have to decide for themselves. All right. Got it. Um, but if you go to, let's say, ancient Egypt now. So we'll get out of Mesopotamia. It's kind of dull and boring. But we'll go to ancient Egypt. They had the, the Ka. I think, And people might be more familiar with this. This is the life force. The Ka is your life force to the ancient Egyptians. So when this is like the force that sticks with you your entire life in Ooh. ancient Egypt. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, some people might say that this is like your guardian angel. This is, you know, this is your spirit double. Oh, the Ka is independent from you? It's in you. But- you can't live without it. 
Okay. But it's something totally different. Is it different. like a soul? Kind of like a soul. Or a yeah. higher self? You can call it a higher self. You can call but it a it's soul. Also, but it's also, they like, uh, I don't know, a higher power as well or something? It's within you. Again, okay. it's hard to say what it is. Okay. Because again, you're talking thousands of years ago. Right. And a lot of historians or even people who just study ancient Egypt will tell you, no, it's not a spirit devil. It's not this. Because they're not quite sure. Not quite sure. Right. But basically when you die... In ancient, when you died in ancient Egypt, this is again, just ancient Egypt, the cow leaves the body mm-hmm. and it has to go somewhere. Oh, is that why they build all those tombs and things with right, things? Right, exactly. Okay. So they built, it has to go to a body. So they mm-hmm. believed it had to go to a body. So it goes to the mummy. So like, right, the mummification process. So yes. the cow leaves you and then enters into the the mummy that was created. So you could tomb. live on the, on the other side Right. Somehow. So continue, like right. your body died... That cow lives on, and then that's why they would always give like food and drink, right? And you know things, like the toys to play with. You'd find in the in the tombs. That's because, interesting. Yeah. So, but a lot of people say that this could be, you know, kind of like like what's that in you? It's maybe it is your spirit guide. Maybe it is your angel with you. You know, okay. again, they're depending on what website you go on, they'll tell you this. Yeah, because they don't really know. That. They don't really know, right? And it's also yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in Egyptian goddess. You know, Isis, queen of all the Egyptian goddesses, um, I found a lot of times that she was found with wings again. Oh. So again, that. What was she the goddess of? Do you um, know? She was like, like their number one. Oh, she was. God, yeah. Oh. Overall. But then, and then we can keep going on this. So mm-hmm. we can go to the Greeks. Okay. So uh, Hermes, the Greek, uh, he's the divine messenger. So, so now we're getting a little bit more where we're, it's taking on. Something we it's starting to resemble something we ourselves right. have adopted. Right. So okay. Yeah. And Hermes is he's the go between. He's the god between the, the gods and the people. Mm-hmm. So he's he's the messenger. Have you ever seen a picture of Hermes? Or, I don't know. No, he's got the winged hat. <laughs> oh wing yeah. Hat. He's got the winged shoes. Oh yeah. Sometimes he's seen with wings. I feel like they use him back. in um yeah in some like branding for delivery services and things like that. Or yeah. Or I'm getting like a cartoon in my head. Yeah. From like when I was a kid about that or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that. Um, Iris is the goddess of the rainbow. She's you ever you're going on the rainbow bridge? Uh, yeah, and that's yeah. the Spanish word for yeah. rainbow. So she's Arco Ais. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she's the bridge between heaven and the earthly plane. Okay. She's also always seen with wings. Oh, that's you interesting. Know, so she's also oh, with the wings. rainbow. Oh, that's really, really and fascinating. She, exactly. So, but here's where you you don't know. You take you take all this information, mm-hmm. right? And now. There's a time period, and I'm getting really historical on you guys. I apologize if you're Do it. if you got not into history. So Bring then, it. then so then you go to the Greeks, you go to the Romans, then Europe has this like dead period. It's called the medieval period, the Middle Ages. I probably shouldn't call it a dead period, but just for the sake of it, we're gonna say it's kind of like a time of going backwards. You could argue that. But then comes <laughs> <laughs> then comes the Renaissance. And the Renaissance in Europe is the rebirth. What is it the rebirth of? It's the rebirth of Greek ideas and oh, Roman yeah. ideas. So now when you find now, – now you're bringing in your Christianity because now Christianity, of course, is on the table. Mm-hmm. Now they're taking these images. Oh, that's, that, that's all I'm saying here. And again, um, you know, just from a logical perspective, yeah. they're taking these images from the Greeks, even the Egyptians because the Greeks took the ideas from the Egyptians, vice versa, cultural diffusion, mm-hmm. and, and the Romans. And now they're applying it to Europe in the – let's say the – Let's take the 1400s, Italy, France, okay. England. So, so, so I, I so, so you're you saying, see what so I'm trying the, to say? Yeah. The context is already very Christian, but they want to bring in the old ideas of pre Christianity with it. And the mixture of the two, here right. we are. That's right. the Renaissance. It, exactly. They're mixing like the very Christian ideals with things that it's kind of like. You're, Whitewashing, but there's like a de- Christian yeah, washing. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, kinda, what is that? You're glorifying ancient Rome and ancient Greece, but your your art and your the movement, the intellect is taking on what the Greeks and the Romans it's did. Just, because remember, you had that what I call the down period, the medieval period, yeah, where people want to kind of forget that now, right? And they want to go back to the glory because ancient yeah. Greece had the glory, right? The Romans had the glory, but you have to make it digestible to the cult to the current population, exactly. and, and Christianity makes it more like, oh, okay, right? Yeah, but right. that's where then you can find like the winged angel, like if you go to like Michelangelo, yeah, you like see all the angels, baby and the angels, yeah, right. 
But where's that? Where's the inspiration coming from? Interesting. Coming from the Greeks. Where'd the Greeks get it from? They got it from, let's say, the Egyptians and okay. in ancient Mesopotamia. And that's like a widely accepted historical, yeah. I, yeah. Know, I guess. Yeah. And, right. And then so. So again, but you can say, well, wait, the Sumerians, they were, they had these winged creatures. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's, maybe it was, you know, you know, so if I'm playing the other side where it's a spiritual thing, it's been known from the dawn of time. Then I I did also try to check into, did it go to Eastern culture? Because this is Western culture. Did it go to Eastern culture? Okay. And yes, you can, in Buddhism and Hinduism, you can find, they don't call them angels, but you can find, uh, they call them like divas. I, you know, I don't know much about this, but basically those are like angels, spirits, spirits that you cannot see with your human eye. Okay. You can only see it with your divine eye. Oh, and they yeah. believe that some people can see it. Your third eye. Yeah. Your third eye. Um, and were they and, messengers too? And they're kind of messengers too. Yes. There's like, the, they're like these in between, they're not the gods and mm-hmm. they're not humans. Oh, that's fascinating. They're elevated. And in, in Buddhism, especially these are like the happiest. They're not people. I don't want to call them people. They're deities. I don't know. Deities like a god. They're like in-betweens. Mm-hmm. In-betweens. But they're very happy. They have like powers of like flight. Oh, that gives and me chills. they can move around. And mm-hmm. again, the, the average human cannot see them. You can right. only see it if you can connect with your, your third eye. Mm-hmm. So again, that is kind of like a concept like an angel. Right. So And how long was that concept messen- around messen- for? This is also, well, there's no really known founder of Hinduism mm-hmm. or Buddhism. But so that's they, it could be even earlier, but probably a little later. Okay. And then then the, the Sumerians probably a little later because still there's ancient. no known tower, but still right. ancient. Yeah, mm. still ancient. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty, it, it's, it is fascinating the fact that every but again, if it I know I understand this like cultural diffusion thing has brought it down the line, but it is still fascinating that from the first civilizations they've come up with these things because and this is just how I see it. Um, Every, everyone, every culture, every period of time, people probably felt that this, what this, this, this being, this power, and they all struggled to name it. And they're all going to have like different interpretations of it. And today, maybe we just call it angels, you know, but it's something that has existed a really long time and every culture just had its own story for it or reason for it or interpretation of it. But the core message, the yeah. core purpose was the same. Yes. So, uh, yes. And, and people, people will put a story around something. I think like throughout history, I think that's just what human nature is. Like, let's just put a story around this that makes sense so we can carry it to the next generation. Yeah. I feel like stories are the ways that we package something, carry it to the next generation to keep it safe. Um, and so that, so I think that to me, that's very comforting. Yeah. That, so that could be like the wings. Maybe, maybe the interpretation <laughs> of the wings is, was passed down. But yeah. if you look at the concept they of they travel. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. From the head, like the heaven, mm-hmm. but the concept of the in-between, the, the in-between, let's say the God or whatever you want to call it. And then humans is, that's, you find it everywhere. Wow. That in-between spiritual creature, right? You know, or spiritual, I, I don't know what you want to call it. Entity. Mm. Yeah. Pretty cool. That is yeah, really pretty cool. cool. I mean, I'm, yeah, verdict's out on this one. I'm a, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to look more into it. But all right, let's take a little break. And then when we come back, you're going to talk about your own experiences with angels. Hey, Scotty, you seem so happy. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought <laughs> the perfect dessert to that Mendelbaum, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas slash Festivus party that I've been talking about. Well, well, yeah. What was it? What was it? The milk bar pie, <gasps> half eaten, but I brought it. <laughs> Which one did you bring? I brought the milk bar pie. It was angelic. Oh, yes. That's the famous cult favorite holiday treat made from toasted oat crust with a gooey butter filling. James Beard, award-winning celebrity chef, Christina Tossi, opened the first milk bar bakery in 2008 in New York City, and she's been shaking up the dessert scene ever since with her unique spin on iconic flavors. And now you can ship milk bars desserts nationwide. Milk bar is the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life this holiday season. Milk Bar, for a limited time, is offering their delicious new chocolate chip mint cake and truffles and peppermint bark snap cookies. Just in time for the holidays. Also, get your hands on their limited quantity of lab drops, including peppermint tie-dye pie made in limited batches straight from their experimental kitchen. 
Every milk bar creation is made fresh, then thoughtfully and beautifully packaged, so it arrives in perfect condition, ready to enjoy. It's never too early to plan ahead. Place an order today to schedule your treats to be delivered right before the holidays. All their treats are fridge and freezer ready, so you can skip the stress of holiday shipping and get your desserts now. But if you waited last minute and need dessert stat, they also offer fast, even overnight, nationwide delivery. Right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. Get $15 off any order of $80 or more when you go to MilkBarStore.com slash KYA. You'll get 15 bucks off an order of $80 by going to MilkBarStore.com slash KYA. MilkBarStore.com slash KYA. Most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. And for those who haven't, I want to tell you about the incredible results I've been seeing since using my customized Pros products. I use the curl cream, the custom curl cream and the custom pre-shampoo scalp mask. And let me tell you, my hair is shinier, smoother, softer, and stronger. I absolutely am floored by the in-depth hair quiz they gave me when I got started. They asked me amazing detailed questions. Uh, my zip code, what I eat, the damage level I have, how much I exercise or not. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. I mean, it really is custom. Pros also has a review and refine feature. It lets me tweak my formulas for any reason, like change of address or hair color or even my diet. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your order today. Go to pros.com slash aura. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash aura for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. So I wanted to just give my own perspective from doing the work that I do and the readings that I've done with angels. And I use, this is just, so this is just me. This is my firsthand experience. Um, Take it or leave it. Uh, Take what resonates, you know, leave what doesn't. Like I always say, this is just from me. So first of all, I call angels spirit guides and I use those two words interchangeably. For me, spirit guide just kind of more accurately (laughs) describes what they do. But for me, it's the same thing. Angels and spirit guides are the same thing. Um, my perspective on them, especially since doing the work that I do, is that they are your personalized, high-vibe kind of team that sticks with you. And on the other side, they know you. And it's almost like they're kind of like your coaches throughout this life. And their task is to keep you on your life purpose. So I truly believe that how it works is you come here, you have certain things you have to get done, which you, we all lose inevitably sight of because of the 3D ego created dimension around us. And they are here to get you back on track. You can shut them out very easily. And and throughout your life, you probably have, and you can welcome them in as well. And throughout your life, you probably are doing that now, trying to hear them more. They, I mean, I feel like with spirit guides or angels or whatever you want to call them, it can trip people up if they don't want to believe in it. And it's kind of like Scott was just saying, like, maybe you don't want to believe in these like winged creatures fluttering around you. I mean, and and for the purpose of whatever works for you, you could call them whatever you wanted. You could even deem them as some sort of representation of your higher consciousness if that makes you feel better. For me, I feel like they are separate intelligent beings who are not human that are celestial in some way. They are eternal And they are tasked with aligning energy in you the way it's supposed to go. So I feel that they're separate from us, yet tied to us through some sort of bond that we share with them. So 
how do their how do they work during reading? So for me, when I read somebody, I talk to your angels or your spirit guides. I talk to them, and they they mostly actually they talk to me. If I like, that's kind of how it works because there's they're very and how do I put this? I'll say this to you if you have a reading if you've had a reading with me. Sometimes I'll say like, okay, you know, spirit guides are always very direct, and and they don't mince words. So sometimes I will try to make something they say a little softer because I know you won't be able to hear it if you are hearing it the way the spirit guide just said it. Cause they're very, very blunt, but sometimes they're like, and don't sugarcoat it. You know, this person asked for it to be straight up and then I'll be like, okay, here it comes. Boom. Like that. And most often when I say that somebody's like, yeah, I did, I did ask for some direct honesty here, but having said that their voices are very blunt they're very honest. They do not mince words and they don't care about your, your human emotions, which get in the way. So if you are having a victimized vibe or you're not able to handle hearing something or if hearing something makes you sad, they don't care. And, and it's not a nastiness. It's just kind of like they can't relate to emotions that are ego-based. What do I mean by that? It means like if hearing, listen, your I don't know, you're in a cycle of taking abuse to feed your narrative of victimization because that for some reason like makes you feel like you have worth (laughs) and if they, because they'll just talk like that. And if you're like, oh my God, that's so insulting. They don't resonate with worrying about that feeling because that feeling for them needs to be gone. So they're very direct. And I think that's the biggest thing I can say about them. They don't feel of this time, they feel outside of time. Like they don't speak to us the way that everybody else speaks to us. They speak differently. It's kind of like a timeless feeling. The other thing is sometimes I'll get words from them, but most of the time I just get like images, third eye visions, uh, feelings, and just kind of like drop down knowledge. The The other thing is the way they speak to you, it's very kind of like subtle and profound and they don't say it more than once so when you get a message from your angels it's kind of like you know for example he's not the one for you and that's it you want to listen to it awesome and you can get better at listening to it but if you don't they're not going to sit there and keep telling you they're kind of like i told you and there it is and then like later when you find out that that was correct you kind of go back to it. it's like oh i did i get i did get that feeling so they're just direct beings um i do feel like they have well, when I read people, see, I just can take my information from like when I read all of you individually. So like cross the board, most of you have a lot, like more than one. You you have sometimes several. Some of you have more beings than others. They don't show themselves to me because I'm not, I don't want to say like worthy, but that's kind of how I feel, but it, that doesn't feel mean. Like they're your beings, not mine. So sometimes I get a question, um, you know, how many guides do I have? Or you know, what's my angel's name? And it's like, they're yours. They don't really regard me more than anything than like a telephone to talk to you. So I'm just, I'm the messenger to their messages. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm, like I'm, I'm the secretary at your front office. Here's the message, deliver it to them. Thanks like that. Like they don't really owe me explanation. So that's just how it works for me. You have the power to meet them. That's, they like to keep their relationship with you between you and them. They don't really like to middleman it out. I noticed. So even when I do a reading, it's like, here, tell her this stuff or tell them the stuff. And then that, you know, that's it. It's really up to you to continue the conversation with them after, um, which I find respectful. They're, they're being respectful of, of your relationship with them. They're not middlemanning it out to somebody else. I do feel like they have different jobs for you though. Like, I feel like some of these angels are for relationships and some are for dealing with this time in your life. And some are for dealing with another time in your life. And you might've had a couple when you were a kid that, that are more in the background now and the forefront are different ones. So I feel like they, they split up the responsibilities <laughs> for you depending. All right. You know, it's kind of funny to think about, oh, she's going through her teenage years. You take over Mark. Like, okay. You know, I feel like they kind of hand off jobs, but what do they do? You know, I feel like they're goal is to keep you on track. It does feel a little bit like they're invested in your journey for some other reason. And I don't know what that is. It does feel that's where the higher power thing comes in. Like they answer to somebody too. 
And I haven't quite figured that out. And that's all I can feel. So I don't want to expound on it. It's kind of an interesting feeling. and I'd like to explore it more, but I have to wait till they show me more. But they do feel like they are. Yeah, it's kind of like there's a boss man up there, too, or some sort of energy that they themselves feel aligned to that's even above their energy. I mean, you could call that God. You can call that a lot of things, but that's what it feels like to me. Um, okay, this, I don't usually talk about this because you definitely could confuse this with medical events, but it's happened to me so much and it's such a part of my readings that I know the difference between a medical event and, um, and them speaking to me. Uh, so when they talk, it's like ringing in my ears, high pitched. Sometimes I get dizzy. Sometimes my ears pop. Um, sometimes I see bright lights. Now, all those things, like if you're experiencing that, I mean, you could really actually need medical attention. So please don't confuse that at all. I'm just telling you when they do speak, it's like the atmosphere around me changes. And I get, I feel like because the way that they speak is not through words, it's through frequencies that my body isn't like accustomed to. Sometimes it can feel like I'm at a high altitude. Sometimes it can feel like I'm hearing a dog whistle or something like those really high whistles. So when they do try to speak, you can feel nauseous sometimes. Um, a lot of times I'll talk to you all and you're going through something where you're having interactions with your spirit guides. It can make you feel actually like sick or scared or stressed or you can't breathe or something like that. Their energy is so intense that them being pushy or really revealing it to you in a strong way can feel scary. And then your body can shut down a little bit. Like, you're, I don't want that anymore. I don't want that. Which is when you got to tell them to back off. So that is normal. I think a big question is if, if we have these angels around us, why aren't they always helping? And why do they choose to help sometimes and not others? And I can't answer that. You know, I think especially with these miraculous stories that we all hear or when we have interactions and sometimes people don't have interactions, um, I think it's a very common question to be like, well, why did you get assistance? And then this person didn't, you know, and, and that's like one of those things where I hate to pass it off to kind of, we don't know everything and we can't know everything, but that is truly what I believe. Um, I also feel like it's easier for them to interact with you when you are open to it. They will hijack other people to give you messages. They will, um, I guess it sounded kind of scary, but they will move through other people to give you messages. They will move through nature, objects, numbers. When I was writing the angel numbers book, I have never felt so close to angels in my entire life. They were assisting me a lot during that time. And it was a really weird time for me in a good way, but I felt here, but not here the whole time. So through numbers, they can speak to you. Um, they find ways to get your attention, but the big thing is they speak in synchronicity. Synchronicity is the process by which, uh, coincidence becomes so much. You're like, okay, wait a second. <laughs> like this it's when coincidence becomes too coincidental to be coincidence anymore. And that's synchronicity. And that's how they'll speak to you. It's just a little bit over the top. And when that happens, you have to just kind of be like, okay, I got it. Got the message and just try to receive it. You don't always have to understand it. You just have to receive it and hold on to it and let them know that you did that. You can call them into your life more this way. When you see something um, when you're open to it, I think a big thing with humans is we don't want to get fooled, you know, like I don't want to be fooled or I don't want to think something is if it isn't, or I don't want to read into signs all day and whatnot, because you can't outsource your belief in things based on what's happening around you. You can't, it has to be an inside job. You have to feel things inside of you and find truth in there, not always outsource your belief to whatever. So they don't respond very well to, okay, if this is what I'm supposed to do, show me a sign. You can do that every once in a while, but if you keep doing it, or then they do show you a sign and you're like, didn't notice it. And you're like, well, I need like three more signs and these need to be what they are exactly. They can be a little bit like, no, I'm not doing that. I think if angel guys, angels were an aura color, they might be purple because like the second you told them to do something, they're like, mm, no. <laughs> so I feel like with, with that, it's important to understand that 
just like you wouldn't want to be spoken to that way, they don't want to be spoken to that way. So you have to be polite with them and think like, well, how would they interpret that? Also, they don't have an ego, so they don't care if you believe in them or not. That's the other thing. Like, you don't believe in them? That's your loss. Like, shrug. They don't care. So they're not trying to get you to believe. That's on you. And honestly, on the other side, you'll figure it out anyways, which is for them is like a blip on their radar. So testing them is not how you call them into your life noticing what's around you with gratitude and be like, oh my gosh, my angels. Hey, angels. Okay. That's a better way to do it. And just not expecting anything more than what you get. And then they get a lot stronger for you. And then your communication starts to become, I think they have a sense of humor because it can get even more comedic. Sometimes they do have, you have your own relationship with your angels that is unique from anybody else's. So the way that they speak to you is unique to your relationship with them. So you can also, like I tell, I talk about this in my angel numbers book, use numbers back at them. Okay. Like if you find a number that speaks to you, something that you want to bring more into your life, start using it, start doodling it, start incorporating it wherever you can, that number and see what you get back. So you can talk back to them too. And they appreciate that. I feel like the biggest thing people say, like, have I ever seen an angel or something like that? And it's because Scott was talking about having wings. When I see them, and it's been very, very rare, and I'll only sometimes see them when I'm sometimes when I'm doing readings around people. It's a third eye thing. That's the first thing. Meaning it's in my third eye vision, which for me I use so much it feels like my physical eyes at this point, so I trust it. And that can happen for all of you too with practice, but it's more of just kind of like a really multicolored glow, a heavenly, bright, illuminating light. That's how I see them. It's like a presence (laughs) that it, it looks like a kaleidoscope of color that you could or could not see depending if you looked. And it's a feeling as much as it is a, a seeing. So that is how angels play into my own life. That's how I have seen them and interacted with them. And I feel like if you take nothing else from this today, think about how you can build your own relationship with that energy around you to improve your uh, communication. There is no truer way to say I love you than by taking care of each other. That's why this year, the gift of health, it's all you need. And with Everly Well, you can find 30 plus at-home lab tests, vitamins, supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. Everly Well is a digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health with over 30 at-home lab tests and high-quality vitamins and supplements. You'll be able to find the perfect test for you or your loved one. The women's health, food sensitivity, and celiac disease screening tests are only a few of the options. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in one package. And if you ordered an at-home lab test, the sample can simply be collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab in the prepaid envelope included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's super simple. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals. And now you can help your loved ones do the same. I have used, I've explained to you guys how much I use. I really appreciated the food sensitivity test. It was so insightful. And now for Christmas, I'm giving one of my really close girlfriends um, the women's health test. I feel like she is going to unlock a lot of stuff in there. Then she can begin to take next steps. And it's the gift of health. I mean, it's never been so easy to share it than it is this holiday. For listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash K-Y-A. That's everlywell.com slash K-Y-A for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash K-Y-A. Hey, Scotty. Hey, bro. Hey, man. Hey, dude. (laughs) Hey, bro. Hey, how dude. you? How you been doing? Hey, I've been good. Cause at <laughs> night I've been sleeping like an angel. 
<laughs> with my new Dadgrass nighttime gummies. Oh, yeah, those are great. We'll sleep tight. We'll do. <laughs> Dadgrass is legal, organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints, tinctures, and gummies are very low in THC and high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. And now they offer a variety of products so you can take or dose just the way you like from their CBD tincture drops to the newly launched CBD gummies and flavors like classic blackberry ginger, good time hibiscus lime, and nighttime midnight berry you can chill out without getting stoned. And Dadgrass didn't forget your furry friends. They also just released CBD dog bones so everyone in the house can enjoy. All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com slash KYA for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So today... I really wanted to talk about MMSF members who've been touched by an angel. Do you remember that show, Touched by an Angel? I do that. Okay, I might be aging myself, but it was on CBS and Roma Downey was in it. And every single episode was like somebody who needed angelic like interception in their life or whatever. And when they received her great message, like when she revealed herself to be an angel, she would start to glow. I'll it was you, such a good show. I don't know if that <laughs> coincided with the show Quantum Leap. It was like that. It which, was like that. He was also like kind of like an angel yeah. type figure. But I will tell you, after <laughs> that show ended, how horribly it ended, uh, I have not. I did not watch any other TV shows for about 10 years. Yeah, it's been hard so for you. So I, I don't know if it was like after that or um, I guess before it. it. Was, I think it was after or concurrent, yeah, so but it was a good show. Nobody ever got watched, mad yeah, at I it. I would have watched it. Anyways. <laughs> So I wanted to ask the MMSF their experiences with angel, with angels, okay. uh, any miraculous encounters. And okay, if you, this is, I think it's perfect for the holiday season too. And these kind of stories make you believe, okay, in, in something. Go to the thread and read them. You all just shared the most amazing, like chills, beautiful, just love, but we have highlighted a couple. And this is one. This one was like, whoa, to me, because she also included pictures. So this is Kayla Joe. She says, back in 2009, I was in a severe car accident. A nurse climbed in my car and talked with me. She kept me awake and calm until the emergency crew got there, which was approximately 30 minutes because it happened on the county line. I've tried over the years to find her. I even talked to the police that were at the scene. No one remembers her. And she even posted her Facebook article, like, trying, hey, does anybody know this woman? She said she was a nurse. They talked for a really long time. The woman held Kayla's head so that she was stabilized. They joked. They everything. Like, she stayed with her the entire time. In okay. hindsight, for someone to have gotten into my car would have been almost impossible. The doors were jammed, and the entire car was covered in glass shards. I mean, they had to cut this woman. They had to cut Kayla out of the car. She was stuck in the car. Like, metal was pushing her in the car. And Kayla put a picture, and this is where if this already doesn't give you chills, looking at this picture, well, it looks like God or something took the car, and it looks like a crumpled piece of tinfoil. That's wow. what the car looks yeah. like. There is no way somebody could have crawled into the back seat at all, let alone stayed there comfortably for hours doing this. There's just no way. Um, wow. And she just feels like at this point, it's her angel. Nobody wow. else remembers. Nobody remembers this. No. Does she remember what she looks like? I have so many questions. She, I don't think I she mean, could turn her head. She did not mention that, but I don't think she could turn her head and she was stuck. So, I mean, I'll have to post it. There's just no way she could have gotten in the car. Wow. It's kind of crazy. So that, there's one. All right. I have have a lot of questions about that one. Okay. I I mean, that I really would love to know. (laughs) Um, All right. I I picked out one from Don Z. And uh, here we go. It's a little bit long and, you know, I'll probably botch most of it, but uh, bear with me. (laughs) All right. So Don writes, my husband and I were out to dinner and I saw a lady come and sit down by the counter. She didn't order anything. She had grocery bags by her feet. She, we live in the Chicago area, and it was 20 below zero that night, so very cold out. Sometimes I hear stuff in my head. It was through this group I realized I'm clairaudient. Anyhow, all of a sudden, there's this yelling happening in my head telling me I need to go talk to that woman. It wouldn't stop. So I actually yelled back in my head, 
for God's sake, please let me finish my coffee and I'll, and I'll talk to her while my husband pays the bills. I got back. You promise me? You, yes, I promise. So I guess she's having this conversation. Oh, she's yeah, that's her inner dialogue with, inner these, dialogue. with her voices, the yes. voices. <laughs> a few minutes later, while my husband was paying the bill, I went over and sat with the woman. I introduced myself and pointed out my, to my husband, told her his name, and then said, how can we help? I have no idea where that even came from. This poor woman burst into tears and told me that she needed groceries. So, so she had walked from her home, and it was cold, and there's no way she could walk back. Okay, no, this was in the 1990s. So, she, so she's yeah. stuck. Oh, this is the 90s. Yeah, okay. so there's no Uber, no cell phone she rides. Right, no she's Instacart. stuck in the, she's stuck with groceries, it's freezing out. It's she freezing has to get out. home. Right, and she, I guess she has no way to get home, right? She said that she had been praying hard for God to send her an angel to help her, and that wow. she believed God had sent me. <gasps> we happily drove her home, and when my husband asked me why I had struck up a conversation with her, I told him because I was told to. <laughs> And he's like, okay. And what I learned that night was we're all angels for each other. That's how the Holy Spirit works. It sends us to help one another. Wow. Wow. You know, and that's incredible. The reason why I picked this one is because it, it kind of goes back to what I was trying to, you know, teach in the first segment that Mm -hmm. it's these like go betweens Mm -hmm. and even like, even us could be the go-betweens. You yeah. Know, you know, she heard this voice in her head, whatever. And if you believe that or you don't believe that, it, I, I think that's irrelevant. But she's still this go. She's still a go-between for that woman. She was the angel. She was the go-between. Yes. So we her, all have. Yeah. That's that's yeah, fascinating. That's fascinating. I mean, they can kind of use us, right? If we're open to it, to be do angel work yeah. for each other, which is yeah. like there's no greater gift to give somebody than just to do that yeah that's amazing it's amazing and i trust mmsf mm-hmm. members oh so i know more than the average person yeah and <laughs> it's true you know for me yeah for i i don't know but i i believe that i believe she heard that oh yeah i do too yeah i can't I and think that's we hard all, for me to say that because well yeah well whenever we do these ask the mmsf things yeah. <laughs> it's funny like mr skeptic scotty like you could read all sorts of things like the news could feature somebody but if an mmsf person says it happened you're like it happened <laughs> i'm just more apt to believe that. well yeah we're a good crew yeah um all right i have one from jill Okay. My friends and I were at a lake house one summer and decided to take the canoe out, one paddle, not prepared at all. A storm came out of nowhere and we couldn't paddle back. We made it to this little island that had a dock so we could safely get out of the canoe and wait it out. The storm got worse, so my friend's parents came out looking for us on the boat and had to rescue us. The next day we went back to the same island and the dock was not there. Like it vanished into thin air. Seven pairs of eyes on it. It was so freaky. My friend's parents are super religious and told the story at church for years that angels had rescued us that day. Yeah, I love that one too. Actually, it was the next oh, one I was going to read. I love that we, one. We do pick them out independently. <laughs> we so do. Maybe we should probably. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that yeah, one. Yeah, that was incredible. Like, like how cool is that? That's got it all. You, know? <laughs> I know. you got canoeing. the storm. You got the canoeing. Yeah, you got kids. You got, Parents, yeah. religion, mystery, islands disappearing. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that one. That was really cool. And that was the one I was going to oh, read. All right, sorry. You want to do oh, am I doing another one? one then? Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, oh, by the way, big theme was cars. I feel like angels are really with us when we're driving, by the way. Um, but here we go. Cassie Ann writes, I had an experience with angels when I died during a bad accident. During my out-of-body experience, I had an angel with me talking me through everything. We were looking down at my body. The angel was telepathically telling me that I've lived a good life and could continue to do more or I could be done and move on. It was the most peaceful and calming experience I've ever felt. There's so much more that doesn't fit into a Facebook comment. Wow. Wow. I mean, I believe that too. I, I mean, I believe all, I mean, I, obviously I believe everything the MMSF tells me, but like that one, I don't know. Like sometimes, you know, when you read something and you just feel something in you, that's what I got reading, reading, uh, Cassie's there. Okay. Amazing. Do you have another one? Yeah. Okay. So this one, Tony P. Okay. Um, my stepmom was hiking in the Grand Canyon on some, re- some very intense trails. There was a point when she slipped and almost fell off a cliff. Someone grabbed her backpack and pulled her back, saving her. She turned around and no one was there. Wow. Her sister is very intuitive and told her it was her mother who had passed away a, a couple of years before. My stepmother is not someone who fabricates stories and was emotional 
and she, as she told me the story. I have no doubt it was her mother there to help her, which is, which is inter- interesting. And I, I chose this one. Now, it is a secondhand account, so it didn't happen to her, Tony herself. It was right. her stepmother telling her that story. But what I did find was there are, there are a lot of people, and you, you hear these stories all the time, like, you know, like you, you said with the car accident, like they came at it without a scratch or, mm-hmm. you know, they fell falling down a cliff and nothing happened. They missed like the point that would have killed them by like an inch. Yeah. You know, so like, what is that? You know, there's got to be something to it. You know, somehow someone pulled her backpack back. Did that happen or? I it's don't, interesting. It's even, an interesting concept. Even when we were doing the Matrix episode. A lot of people had similar instances when, like, I this you know a car swerved in front of me and I was ready to be hit, and all of a sudden I'm in a whole different lane. Yeah, you know, so there's it's it's you could cross kind of genres here, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. And if you were a skeptic, you could be like, oh, you know, somebody just it happened in their mind that way or something. Like you could, right? You could go all over the place with it. I think like the point is you felt like something happened and. Um, that last minute kind of saving thing. It wasn't your time. I right. think is how we kind of yeah. explain it to ourselves. And maybe for some people it is your time. Like when Cassie's talking about the angels giving her telepathically a choice, like, Hey, it's up to you, you know, crossroads, you want to go back or you want to be done? You know, it's kind of like a choice. And, and I think that that's interesting. I, I really feel like we have a couple outs in our life and we get to take them or not subconsciously, like our soul level selves we have outs and we can take them or not. And I wonder if these like, you know, grabbing your backpack and pulling you like you chose. Nope, not my time. That isn't my out today. But I will say, because we went to the Grand Canyon, it, it, there is a lot of places you can fall. So oh, everybody yeah. be careful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but interesting. Um, this is a secondhand account too, but I thought it was interesting because it was a story about a child seeing an angel. So Leanne writes, I will share the story of my niece. She was a toddler playing on the front porch of an old house. She tripped and fell, causing her arm to go straight through a glass pane in the door. My sister came running to see what happened and to calm her down. Not only was she not even bleeding, but she didn't even have a scratch on her arm. When my sister said out loud, it's a miracle you didn't get any more injured. My toddler niece said, that's because I saw my angel. She described in so much detail what the angel looked like that my sister had a painting done of it. I want to see the painting. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) There's a lot. I want to... I want to hear more of these stories. Are they great? I, I, yeah, and I want to. The like, thread kinda, has tons. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, and some of these that we picked, I want to hear like more details because you can't. You know, sometimes <laughs> you can't write it all in the Facebook. You like want to stick somebody down in the hot seat? Yes, <laughs> that's right. I want to get them in the we green room. We should have done like an interview one. We should have. I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I might want to interview. We could do like a part two, and yeah, then we get some interviews couple, from the yeah, thread. We could. Yeah, something to think about. <laughs> well, check your DMs. We might, <laughs> Scotty might be in there. Do you have another one? Uh, do you have any more? Because I have one last one. All right. I got, I'll do this one, I guess. Okay. okay. Um, yes, my oldest friend did. About 20 years ago, give or take, she was in a really bad car crash with her parents. She was sitting in the back seat, and her mom and dad were in the front. This crash took place on a fast street. If you are familiar with the Temecula, California, you can probably imagine which street this occurred, where the average speed is 45 or 50 miles per hour. The crash happened, and both her parents stumbled out of the vehicle and away from the vehicle. But my best friend was dazed and confused and still sitting in the back seat. She says, a man opened her car door and said, okay, Catherine, it's time to get out of the car now and helped her out of the vehicle and away from it to the sidewalk. The man held her hand and walked her to a safer area. A few moments later, an oncoming car plowed right into their car. She would have most certainly died had the man not come to her aid and guided her away to safety. My friend turned to find him to thank him for saving her life and he was gone. She asked her parents and the paramedics where the man went and they told her they never saw him at all. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) So many questions. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I mean, I know. Yeah. We just keep saying, like, that's crazy. No, it is. It is, I mean, though. It is. I mean there's, like, it's just these, like, awe. Yeah. Like, and I have one last one that okay. is very, very strange. All right. Um, this is from JY. Okay. okay. Just JY. They, they didn't write JY. JY. Okay. And they write, I was standing next to a table and chair that I had carved out of an old oak tree. <laughs> it was a rather cool Lancaster morning. I noticed a figure that began to eat off of the table, and I heard this voice that said, go to me, my twin flame. Oh, my gosh. So I I don't know who this person is. I don't know who they're talking about. Is this overtime yet? No. All right. All right. I'm calling it right now. Overtime. Overtime. 
So a couple odds and ends here. Number one, the Aura Quiz. So excited to finally happen on knowyouraura.com. You can go take the Aura Quiz that I've created just for you. Please go take it. It's free. It's free. fast. Free. It's easy. Yeah. No catches. No. Nope. Send it to all your family members. Holiday season. You're sitting around. All right. Make everyone take it. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why no not? Right. Better. You know. You know. You're at a. You're at the Mendelbaum holiday party. You know, you don't know what to do or to say. You're like, hey, take this quiz. Yeah. Awkward conversations. You know, maybe like somebody's bringing up politics. We don't need that right right now. No. We bring out everyone, take out your phone, knowyouraura.com. Let's take the aura quiz. And then (laughs) while you're there, you know, because you're there already. You know, what else are you going to do? Are you going to listen to Uncle Harry's boring stories? No. You, you, Get something on the store. You you buy like, merch. <laughs> okay. And then you wear it. You get it. You wear it. You take a picture of it. We post it. We, you know, and then, you know, when one time if we see you out, we're just going to give you a hug. Yeah, you know, that's If we see it. you out in that shirt, you We hug, know you're you know, our people. Even, even me, you know, <laughs> who's a social distancer, we'll give you a hug. Scott's not a hugger, but if you're wearing no. the Aura merch shirt, he yes. will hug you. Yeah. So far, I've hugged three people. <laughs> You know, one one person in Delray the other day, I hugged them. They were wearing the shirt. When I saw them, I just ran up to them and hugged them. Um, okay. You know, could have been an angel. Who knows? Um, <laughs> all right. So we got we So got that, that was that Aura Quiz. Aura Quiz. Okay. Again, remember, we're in overtime, people. This is overtime. You may go. You could go. You're allowed you to go leave. now. You can leave. It's fine. Or a holiday exchange. You know, okay. Well, I wanted to mention your books first. Oh, so Okay. Scott's still dropping the merch links. You know, the the topic is angels today. So we do have the angel numbers book available, you know, simonschuster.com, Amazon, wherever you buy your books. Uh, We do have signed copies. If you want to get a signed copy on our mysticmichaela.com website, right? you can buy a signed copy. And the psychic workbook comes out January 24th by Simon & Schuster, uh, published by Simon & Schuster. We are super, super duper excited about that. I can't wait to talk more about it. Um, pre-order the pre-orders have been off the charts. That's what yeah. the, the, the publisher tells us. Yeah, uh, and that's because of you. It's all of you, and mm-hmm. you're gonna love the dedication in this book. I'm not okay. telling you what it is, but you're gonna love it. Yes. Um. So we have that uh, coming out January 24th. All right. Okay. You wanted to all right, Christmas exchange. This is we didn't big. talk enough about this. Every yeah. year, Scott and I, after years and years and years of being together, <laughs> decided. To do a more interesting and entertaining way to give each other gifts. Every year we try to change the theme. This year it's $30 limit, a gift you'd give somebody in a Hallmark movie. Okay, we get creative. We have to have like a little two-paragraph backstory as to why this gift makes sense in the Hallmark universe, the Hallmark movie, movie movie-verse between the two of us that we've created. Um, On Christmas Day, Scott and I do the exchange. I will put up what each one of us gave on at know your or a pot on instagram and you decide who the winner is and i'm gonna tell you it's a big deal for both of us we get very competitive yeah about who I, lo- wins. I, I lost last year it was, it was close but i did lose i don't know if it was close i thought it was close i might have been you gave me actually a really good gift last year it was, last year it was 15 minutes in a walgreens oh, yeah we timed it 25 dollar limit and you had 15 minutes in a yeah. walgreens yes it's like really stressful but really i liked stressful. it yeah but other people are doing it i know people it really caught on I think, I think next year maybe I saw this weird store called Ollie's. I want to investigate that. Oh no! Yeah, I don't I'm, like that store. You don't like that store? It's too disorganized for me. I yeah. think like uh, TJ Maxx would be better. TJ Maxx. All right. Like, oh my god! Oh, I I got one for next year. Okay. Okay. Twenty five. Okay, so I went to TJ Maxx and I realized there's a lot of TikToks about this, but I didn't know that before I myself experienced it. They have the weirdest flipping Christmas decorations in the history of Christmas decorations. I saw a Mer Santa. <laughs> I saw like aliens wearing hats and like way too many gnomes. Oh my gosh. And so you're saying maybe next year it's like a, the weirdest Christmas gift you could get from a TJ Maxx? Like yeah. Off, like off-putting Christmas gift? Yes. Off-putting Christmas decoration okay. gift. Um, yeah. From All right. TJ Maxx. I think we have our next year's. Okay. That's going to be next year's. We'll think, you know, we'll think yeah, on it. We'll think I mean, on I've it. already been really working hard on this year's <laughs> so you know and we yeah all right next year i think we could do that one. okay that's we'll gonna see. be easier than this year this is your this stuff. Is, this, this is a tough year a lot of creative I mean, thinking yeah it's, it's yeah it's a, lot, it's a lot of creativity going into this year we've been watching a lot of hallmark movies to prepare yes yeah could it could it also be like does it have to be hallmark could it be netflix i guess like, like a if netflix it, christmas movie I guess. or lifetime has some 
All right. It could, it could be that I don't too, like right? the Lifetime ones. I like, I the, like the Netflix ones. and I like the Hallmark. Okay. All right. So this is our last episode of 2022. We're going to be back. All new episodes in 2023. And I just want to say this. I think we just want to say this to all of you. When we talk about angels, and I, I want you to know, I want you to hear this. You are our angels. We are so grateful for you. This is such a family. We see you. We get to, we get to meet a lot of you this year. And every time I get to read one of you or meet one of you, it's just love. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, fifth dimensional we get each other love and i see that when it when you meet each other and make bonds with each other so so grateful for you this year and i hope you feel my love scotty what do you have to say no that that's amazing i think i you could i couldn't say anything better than you did that was perfect i do have a little friend here our little abby who also just wants to wish everybody a happy holidays and merry christmas happy hanukkah all that jazz. Abby, what do you want to say? Happy Christmas and happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Uh, and you know this podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today.